With Elevate 150 from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, you can grow financially stronger and so can Redeemer Radio. Visit NotreDameFCU.com slash Elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Church Life Today is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and our listeners. It is easy to bemoan the problems in the church. It is harder to take the initiative to heal and renew the life of the church and to sacrifice for that renewal with all your creativity and passion. But that is exactly what the Our Sunday Visitor Institute for Catholic Innovation is calling forth from leaders in the church today. They want to help visionaries become innovators who discover new means of evangelization and who revitalize the faithful's responsibility for proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Dr. Matt Smith directs strategic alliances for the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation, and today he joins me to talk about the tradition of innovation and its timeliness in the life of the church today while also highlighting some of the specific initiatives he and his team are working to develop to foster a culture of innovation for the church. I'm Leonard DiLorenzo. This is Church Life Today, a production of the McGrath Institute for Church Life and the Spoke Street Media Network. I'm glad you're here. Matt, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much, Lenny. I'm really happy to be here. Archbishop Knoll founded Our Sunday Visitor over a century ago, I guess, to develop and employ new methods and approaches for evangelization. In the past decade, Matt, the OSV Institute has committed wholeheartedly, though, to fostering Catholic innovation. So I wanted to ask you here at the beginning, why do you think innovation is so important for the church's mission of evangelization today? Well, Lenny, I would say that innovation has always been a part of the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself brought an innovative gospel and ministry, a a new covenant. But really, the Catholic Church, you know, thinking about Catholic hospitals, Catholic education, all sort of Catholic-motivated innovations in science, arts, music, all those kind of things. Innovation has always been one of the prime movers of the Catholic Church. And, you know, I I don't want to rehash the data. I'm sure many of your listeners have heard or know intimately the kind of numbers that the church in North America is hemorrhaging, just in both parish attendance, church attendance, sacramental attendance, school, Catholic school, all those kind of things. And so our president, Jason Shanks, the president of the Institute, really thought about a year ago, year and a half ago, what we need to do is really think about St. John Paul II's call for a new evangelization. How do we bring souls to Christ? How do we bring people to the church? And we thought about reclaiming that mantle of innovation. And OSV really wanted to be at the forefront of that, thinking about how we can assist the church. And that was really goes back to our charism with Father Noel. You know, Father Noel started the, the newspaper. And you know while it wasn't fully innovative at the time, innovation around a faith-based newspaper to answer the questions that were going on with anti-Catholic sentiment around the country. And that was really his goal. Bought a printing press with a dollar, and then it became the largest faith-based newspaper at one time in North America. And so he also had a vision where those, whatever was made from the newspaper would be given back to the church through North America. So it's one of the reasons that OSV has been able to grow, but it's what we do with the money that we earn for various types of activities, whether it be the newspaper, whether it be publications, whether it be our behind the scenes, sort of church management, church campaigns, 
all those kind of things that make up OSB, church envelope business, but it's really our way to give back to the church. And I can't think of a better way than to foster innovation so that people do know that the Catholic Church is, is still at the front of innovation and bringing Christ's message to people. Mm. Are there particular areas or maybe in the culture or areas in the life of the church where you're finding that innovation might be especially important? In other words, I suppose I'm asking, where do you really see the need for creative thinking and bold action? So before the innovation challenge, when our president came to OSV about five years ago, Jason Shanks, he spent about a year doing basically a listening tour and studying some of the challenges that were going on in the church to reshape and rethink uh, OSV Institute's grant-making strategies. And for a number of years, our grant-making strategies were around millennials or the nuns, you know, sort of bringing them back into the church. Second, around Latino culture and ministry, as we know. And again, I don't want to rehash numbers, but the Latino population is the fastest growing population in the North American church. It's also the fastest growing population that's leaving Mm -hmm. the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a way that the Catholic church, especially for a company that's located in the Midwest, how do we understand our Latino brothers and sisters that are influencing Catholic church in North America? And then the third was the domestic church in the family. And, you know, as we know, the rise of leadership of lay people, but also really rediscovering that idea as the family and the parents as the first teachers of the faith for their families. And so those were our great grant-making strategies for a couple of years. As we started to do some assessment around those grant-making strategies, what we were really interested in was our impact that our grants were having. At the same time, we sort of as a, I won't say a side hustle, but sort of as a, another project, we started the OSV Challenge. It's two years old. So we started it last year in 2020, which was an adventurous year, no matter what. And what we did then was take the projects that we received, especially those that made the semifinal round, we measured their impact and we measured the ones that we funded. And what we saw were those innovative projects were having a greater impact across the church. And that is not to put down any of the grants that we gave or any of the organizations. In fact, what I would say is, there are lots of people in the Catholic Church that are doing a tremendous amount of work. But what we really saw was innovation was the key to sort of going on the offensive for the church, you know, not in sort of always being in a defensive posture with some of the scandals that have plagued the church in the recent years, really to go on the offensive to show the truth and beauty of the Catholic Church and to really have people rediscover what is innovative about the Catholic Church? What can bring people, whether they be millennials, whether they be families, whether they be Hispanics, across the whole range of groups to bring them back into the church? And we really felt innovation was the key to that. And mm-hmm. so this year in 2021, we redirected almost all our resources to, the, to innovation. So not only the Innovation Challenge, we also have OSB Talks, which are basically Catholic TED Talks, 18-minute, 20-minute TED Talks around the idea of innovation in the Catholic Church, different ways to think about innovation. And of course, when we speak of innovation, OSV does not talk about innovation in terms of dogma or liturgy, but rather innovation in that way of new evangelization. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about the OSV Innovation Challenge. You brought it up a couple of times already. So can you, I, I imagine probably many of our listeners aren't familiar with the sort of structure and the approach of the Innovation Challenge. What are the the basics of the challenge and who are you appealing to or hoping to appeal to as potential applicants for this challenge? So in these first two years, what we've done is cast the net 
wide and far. So really what we put out the call for are any projects from organizations that are zero to five years old. And if you're already an established organization, is this a a new project for you? Mm -hmm. So even in that sort of way, we've allowed parishes and dioceses to take part, you know, those kind of things. So anywhere from a napkin idea, you know, really we've had a number of napkin ideas make our finalists to maybe more well-established organizations, but they have a new idea or a new project they want to take. So we've accepted applications around that. And the first round of that usually comes out into January, first call for that beginning of February. In our first year, we received 350 applications. Mm. 2021, we received 600 applications. Wow. So we're hoping 2022 is even a bigger banner year for us. But then what we do is those initial applications are read by a panel of judges, and we don't have any predetermined numbers, but down to a second group. We ask for more information, usually a short pitch video, a little bit more information about the organization and some things about the person, either the person or the team that's proposing the project. Because the Institute is very interested in the idea, obviously, we want good organizations, good ideas, but we're equally interested in the people. Mm-hmm. Are these hungry, humble, and smart people? Are these people that are coachable? Are these people that want to make that difference in the world? And so, you know, we do try to spend some time in, in the interview process with that. Then we go down to a smaller group. In the first year, we had semifinalists and then 12 finalists. Those 12 finalists went to an accelerator. In the past year, as an innovative organization ourselves, we're always trying to ideate. So we took 24 semifinalists. They went through a six-week accelerator, and they also received $10,000 each to accelerate their ideas. Those 24 finalists then produced a business plan and a longer pitch video. From those 24, he selected 12 finalists. Those 12 finalists then refined their pitch video, and they had the the, uh, opportunity to make that pitch in front of our panel of judges made up of board members, our CEO, and some outside experts in different fields. Those 12 finalists were each competing for three $100,000 prizes. We did the same in 2020, three $100,000 prizes. Mm. So in total, we've had six organizations win $100,000 prizes to accelerate their ideas. Fantastic. This is Leonard DiLorenzo. You're listening to Church Life Today on the Spoke Street Media Network. My guest is Dr. Matt Smith, Director of Strategic Alliances for the Our Sunday Visitor Institute for Catholic Innovation. You were mentioning in the middle of describing the OSV Innovation Challenge, Matt, that you're interested certainly in the projects, but you're also interested in the people. And I think we're seeing, even as you talked, the change in the Institute's approach from the first year to the second year, you worked more intently with that group of semifinalists, a whole lot more projects to help them to bring forward their idea to develop it, but also to help to form them as innovative leaders. How have you seen that as a real mark of your calling as an institute to develop, I suppose, a new generation of bold, innovative, humble, smart, hungry leaders, like you said, to be able to seek or pursue the mission of evangelization in the church? Lenny, that's a great question. And and it's, again, it's an evolving process. And so we're hopeful for even uh, year three to really hone in on, on developing the person in the process. So it's been interesting because none of those 24 ideas were the same. None of those people were at the same mark in either their business, ministry, spiritual development. So we also include a spiritual accompaniment part of our accelerator. Mm. So there's a six-week accompaniment that goes along. Again, we find that really important. We try to ground each of those innovators in 
their spiritual formation, making them understand what, how important prayer life is, how important understanding, developing their mission is, along with your basic business skills. Do you understand marketing? Do you understand revenue streams? Do you understand all those kind of things? And you know, it's a six-week boot camp that, you know, while going through it, nobody is all that. Uh, they, they all grumble a little <laughs> bit in a very humble way, but they grumble a little bit. But, you know, quite frankly, we've been doing some focus groups afterwards and some listening tours with the semifinalists and the finalists from last year. And, you know, to a person, there's always some things we can improve on, but to a person, they're very thankful for that. And really to the intent of your question is it's about also developing relationships. Mm -hmm. So not only are we trying to give skills, but we're trying to have them develop a community of innovators. One of the things that we found is that being an innovator and entrepreneur can be very lonely. And oftentimes, especially in the secular world, it can be highly competitive. And while this is a competition, all these 36 from the last two years realize that they're doing it for the good of the church. And we've really started to see some of the fruits of their networking and their community building together, where they've supported each other or they've developed collaborations among their ministries. So that's really important for that sort of innovation network. We also have paired each of those semifinalists and finalists with a mentor, someone who, quote unquote, has been there and done that. That's very important. And all the literature, all the analytic literature about entrepreneurship and innovation, you know, that, I, that ability to talk to somebody who's kind of been there. Yeah. And that's been very important. So we've developed a mentor tribe. The other thing that's important, and that's what every startup needs, is, is capital. <laughs> and so while we're able to provide some, what we're also trying to build is an innovation sort of investor tribe, not at all to raise money for OSB, but to raise money for these semifinalists and these finalists. And so we've tried to find like-minded institutes or foundations, like-minded individual philanthropists. We, among our challengers, we have both for-profit and non-profit. So we've also talked with our for-profit challengers about equity investment and valuation and brought some venture capitalists who might be a little bit more mission-oriented rather than profit-oriented, though not forgetting the profit. So what we found is it's not a one-size-fits-all, but what is really important is building those tribes as a way to build those relationships yeah. and those leaders, because those leaders interact. There's an innovation tribe. They interact with their mentors, mentor tribe, and then the investors get excited about their ideas and help propel them. Mm. In talking about innovation, I'm also thinking about OSV's long history of deep and stable investment in the traditional institutions of the church, so of the parish and the diocese. And you spoke to this a little bit, that even the innovation challenge isn't closed off to longstanding institutions that they have a new project. But I'm wondering, you know, from your position as director of strategic alliances or the institute in general, how do you think about that creative tension between innovation on the one hand and then the reinvestment in the stable traditional institutions of the church on the other. I don't want to say like it's a compromise or a balance, but that tension between the reinvestment in the institutions and pushing forward, seeking out new ways to proclaim and to share the gospel. You know, Lenny, we really see it as a both and. We don't think innovation comes at the cost of things that already work. You know, and I think we all live in a world that it's continuous quality improvement. You've always got to be looking to be better. And that goes for the church too. So if there are things that are working for the church, and there are obviously some, we've been around for a few years, <laughs> and we have you know the, the true message at the heart of what we do, but how can we be better at that? 
and so that's one of the things, you know, and let me play that out in a concrete way. So our first year, we had no professed religious apply as the leader of their organization or team. We did have one of our finalists from last year had a priest involved on their team, which was great. But this year we had 17 professed religious apply as the leaders of their team, even one bishop applied. And so we we believe that our message is getting out there that innovation isn't a negative word or a certain word that has certain connotations, but it's about the church and it's about the church constantly looking for the way that it can serve its flock, but being true to itself. And I think that's what we really want to cultivate. So again, I don't, I think it's a both and I think if there are things that work, we want to help support those that work. And if there are new ideas, we want to give that fertile ground though, because again, we really see this problem in North America that, you know, they're just, there are numbers leaving the church. I mean, just people are leaving the church at record numbers and we want to help slow that down and even stop it and reverse it. And so we do think innovation is, is the way that we have to go with that. But again, it's not innovation in dogma. It's not innovation in liturgy. It's innovation in ways that we're evangelizing This is Leonard DiLorenzo. You're listening to Church Life Today on the Spoke Street Media Network. My guest is Dr. Matt Smith, Director of Strategic Alliances for the Our Sunday Visitor Institute for Catholic Innovation. Matt, you have, with the Innovation Challenge, uh, a new round of this opening up for the 2022 Innovation Challenge. If people are listening now and they're, you know, some of this has piqued their interest and they think they may have a project, a proposal they'd like to bring forward, how can they find out about that? Where Where can they bring their idea? So osvchallenge.com, osvchallenge.com is where we carry out all the information sharing about the challenge. Around probably the end of November, early December, we'll start to announce when applications will be opening and when they'll be due. They will not open up until January, sometime in January 2022. And there'll be a pretty clear, here's what you do, here's how you apply. And the first round isn't too onerous to apply, to be honest. What we're really looking for is, you know, you give a great sort of value proposition about your idea and a little bit about yourself. And then as you sort of funnel into the later stages, we dig more into the organization, into you as a person, and we start to develop, you know, the ways that you externally will share your idea, how to develop it, how to grow it into an organization, how to grow it into a business, ways that you can secure revenue either in a for-profit or not-for-profit world. But osvchallenge.com is really the place. It's also a place where you can see this year's and last year's winners and finalists and semifinalists. So you can get an idea of sort of the wide range of organizations that we've supported. And it really has been everything, Lenny, from technology to ministries, products, all kinds of things. And it's yeah. it's been, I have to say on a personal level, it's been humbling, but also unbelievably positive to see all these people you know, really working hard to find ways to serve the church and to serve their brothers and sisters. Speaking of some of these projects, whether they're the winners or the finalists, can you maybe share with us one or a couple of these that you've seen in the last couple of years to give us a sense of the kind of things that people are doing and the sort of things that you in the Institute are are trying to engage with? Sure. I'll kind of give you a couple that span a couple different, what I would say, parts of the church. So as I said, you know, we've really been looking at how technology can shape how the church serves and attracts people to it. And so there's been a number of projects like the Tilma Project, Pastoral Parish, last year that were finalists, and this year, Juan Acosta's project that 
was, you know, sort of a social platform, but also an advertising platform for parishes and things like this. So really how technology can draw people in. We also had a number of different ministries in the last couple of years. One of last year's winners was Eden Invitation that within the magisterium, helping young adults who are on the LGBTQ spectrum, sort of dealing with their sexuality, but in terms of matters of faith, but within the full teaching of the Catholic Church. That's been a very powerful ministry. This year, another one of our winners, Redbird Ministry, who is an organization that deals with parents that have lost a child from conception to adulthood. You know, it's one of the ways that a lot of Catholics couples have a really difficult time. It's sometimes something that maybe parish priest or diocesan officials aren't comfortable dealing with or know how to deal with. Hmm. So this is an organization that helps them because there's a lot of research that shows those couples split up, those people leave the church. You know, another really interesting project that was a semifinalist this year and a finalist, My Catholic Doctor, which was authentic Catholic healthcare in a telehealth setting across the country. So trying to grow that and build that just very interesting. It was a very interesting business model to deal with too. So like I said, Lenny, I, you know, I could go on. I could talk <laughs> yes, about it sure. without any, any problem, but it's been, I mean, there are some wonderful projects out there and, you know, I would encourage your listeners again, just go to osvchallenge.com. If you're interested to see some of those, just some great folks. There's even a couple Notre Dame alums in there. I don't know how they found their way. <laughs> uh, I'm joking in that, but yeah. you know. They know how to find opportunities for funding yes, and for mentorship yes, and all yes, that stuff. No, yeah. But, you know, quite frankly, and, and, you know, another exciting thing is we've had a number of, a number of women that have applied and made the finals or semifinals from Given. Mm-hmm. Um, they've met, gone through the Given the Institute. Given Institute so we sure. actually signed a MOU with them that three of their 2021 projects are going to move right into our semifinals wow. because they've been successful wow. in doing that. And we just believe in what Given is doing. And so we're very happy, pleased with that relationship. So it's, again, what we're really trying to build is that network of innovators, mentors, and investors. And we really, and it's tough. I mean, a lot of people talk this talk of collaboration, but we're really trying to walk this walk and Mm. we don't have to own things. And so, you know, sometimes when people see Matt Smith coming and they're thinking, oh, he's raising money for them. (laughs) I'm not raising money for OSV. I'm raising money for, you know, these apostolates are going or helping trying to make those connections with a foundation that maybe their special charism is around a certain topic. Yeah. You know, in our last few minutes, I wanted to give a little bit of attention also to something else that you mentioned, which was OSV Talks. This is also part of the the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. So, you know, people can go to the OSV Challenge site. They can read about some of these projects, but you're also creating uh, some of this content that can just go out to people, whether in the form of YouTube videos or podcasts that people are listening to with these innovators or other types of leaders who are talking about a particular perspective or idea about the church. Can you tell us a little bit about that project, OSV Talks? Who's talking? What are they talking about? Right. No, that's great, Lenny. And so while we've talked a lot about the challenge, the OSV Innovation Talks, and actually it's osvtalks.com. People can go and and see the talks that we've published. And in January, we're actually going to release all the talks that we have recorded. So we've been releasing them sort of one or two at a time but we've decided to have a sort of mass release on this. And it's various leaders. I, I suggest everyone start with the first one because it is Jason Shanks, our president, talking about why innovation in the Catholic Church and mm. why now. So it's a really powerful one. But we have, you know, we have innovation talks about a variety of topics. It is really leaders in the church. You know, there are religious 
from Sister Josephine Garrett. There are leaders in ministry. There are leaders in liturgy. There are leaders in education. Richard Ludwig, the president of St. Thomas, is a speaker. I think there's this guy named Lenny De, De <laughs> Yes, I did too. That's true. So there. leaders and then also me, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, shameless plug. Right, I, sure, sure, sure. It's yeah. okay. You didn't do it. I did it. So, <laughs> you know, so, but but in all seriousness, I mean, you know, Samantha Kelly around female athletes, some uh-huh. of the issues they deal with, other speakers on even dealing with sexual trauma, how the church deals with that. I mean, they're just a wide range of topics. Really fascinating one on AI and the potential for AI and philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, not only detailing the problems, like we realize there are problems, not only in the Catholic Church, but in the world in general, but it's offering solutions or ways that, you know, that we can, as Catholics, contribute to the church, but also contribute to the common good. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we helping people to Christ and how are we contributing to the common good of our society? Fantastic. And I'll say just from having seen it on the back end, the production quality is just outstanding. I mean, the video quality is is unbelievable. The sets were incredible. And you're clearly putting a lot into this to bring quality to people in terms of the content they engage with so that when people are listening to speakers or watching something, they're not watching something at second rate. It's first rate all the way. And I think that makes a huge difference, Matt. I think, you know, people, we respond to quality with our attention. And if it's not quality, we usually reserve our attention from it. So I just want to point that out. You're not mentioning it. I'm mentioning it. In this case, the quality is really second to none. Well, I appreciate that. And that's very kind of you. I mean, very fortunate to partner with ODB Films out of the Chicago area. Mm -hmm. They're an unbelievable group of guys there. Eric Groth and Doug Chook do a fantastic job bringing their production crew. And you're right. You know, it's it's one of our values is what we want to do is, is always high quality because you're exactly right. That attracts people. And it's not that we can't always do better. I mean, we really do believe in sort of that constant ideation, constant continuous improvement. But we really try to start at that foundation level that it has to be high quality. It cannot be, you know, sort of producing. It can't be the uh, Wayne's World production. <laughs> uh, somebody's facing it. So. <laughs> That's a really apt comparison. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, Matt, I am very grateful for uh, your time and sharing this conversation with us. I think as we can all hear, there's an incredible amount of good going on through the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. And I think you've just given us a little window into that. So I hope that our listeners will follow up, find out about the OSV Challenge, OSV Talks, and a lot of your other projects. But thank you so well, much. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. And I really do want to encourage your listeners, if they have an idea, or if they're part of an organization, take a look at the OSB challenge. I mean, the first step is just being brave and having the courage to step forward and say, you know, I think this is an idea worthy of funding. I think this is an idea that can help people. And we really want to be part of that and try to help you and shepherd you in the ways that we can. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Matt. And thanks to everyone listening today for joining us on Church Life Today. Church Life Today is a production of Spoke Street Media and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners. Ave Maria Press has been publishing Catholic books and resources for more than 150 years and they are located right on the north side of the Notre Dame campus. Visit AveMariaPress.com for a wide selection of spirituality books, classic Catholic literature, and even books for families. You can also find podcasts and free downloadable Catholic content. 
Visit AveMariaPress.com and receive 25% off your order with code REDEEMER. Ave Maria Press, helping people to know, love, and serve God.